Hi friends, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yar. And I am Charisma O'Keefe, and we are here every Thursday talking to you about business, entrepreneurship, life balance, and everything in between. It's uh, it's still limited. It's the last month in March, the last week in March. Uh, I think next week it kind of goes half and half, and then it turns into April and like the middle of the week. <laughs> it's like, yeah, March went by so quickly. I feel like we didn't get a proper month. Like I feel like it, there was so much drama and stuff happening, and then now it's the end of the month. Yeah, it went by really fast. Like for me, January and February, especially January, incredibly slow because of winter. Um, and now things have just like sped up really quickly. Any day that I'm like outside, I feel like, you know, goes by really fast. Like if I'm outside and I can like enjoy the blue sky and enjoy the weather and get in a lot of walks, it's like the day goes by quickly. And then obviously the days where it's like all gray skies and cold, then it drags. But yeah, this month in general has definitely gone by quickly. And it's definitely like kind of making me feel like I want to reprioritize some of my goals and stuff for the year. Cause when I started out the year, I was like, I'm not going to make any goals. Like I did not do a word of the year. It was like the first time I haven't in a really long time. I did not set any goals. I was just like, no, like we're not doing that. I literally like, you know, was in the middle of moving. So I was just like, we're just going to survive. But you know, now I'm about to get like my second vaccine shot and things are going better. So I'm like, maybe I'll actually set some goals and stuff. Yeah. Only if I feel like I have the capacity though. I, fully like can change my mind if there's another riot or something like that. Cause I mean, that's January was just like full of events like that. And I feel like that's part of why it was so hard. Cause it's like, there'd be a riot and then people are like, okay, well, can you send me over that email? It's like, no, I can't because like there's treason going on, you know, down the street. So like, I can't send you that email. <laughs> I remember people were texting me and they're like, are you okay? Or are you safe? And I'm like, I don't know. I just got here. <laughs> like, I don't know how to get around. So I, I, where I don't the gas know. station is and where can I buy it? Like, right. I'm like, like your know. guess is my guess. Like I moved above a grocery store so I wouldn't have to drive places in winter and be out and about in like this COVID. So I'm like, I have no idea if I'm safe. Like this is very frustrating. Um, so yeah, so I just did not have the capacity in January to set goals. Um, and then February was just like, whew, let's just recover. I think we set goals in December. So if you go back, tell us what we talked about and then tell us if we're doing a good job. Thank you. I, yeah, maybe we did. I have to go back and revisit them because let me tell you, I have forgotten them unless they were basically just like survive and like walk and like eat food and drink water. If those were the goals, then like, then I, that, cause those are my goals now (laughs) is just like walk drink water you know those basic things which like (laughs) i am trying to like drink eight glasses of water today every day and i'm trying to walk ten thousand steps a day and i sometimes i nail it and other times i do not we'll see where i end up today um but yeah like i normally get like close but not always there um because it's hard to like make yourself wake up when it's you know 30 40 degrees outside and be like yeah i'm gonna go like walk outside a whole bunch i don't know how bobby does it she's a g yeah i think um i feel like this is why and not to be pro theme parks during a pandemic but that is why why it was so easy to go to the parks is that you can easily get steps in and not be bored like it's entertaining mm-hmm. you just walk around so when yeah you, you do your outside parks and stuff like you if you go every day things kind of look the same but if you go to, like, Disney, you can go to five different parks for a week, and then, like, it's going to change up next week. You know what I mean? Like, the core and everything yeah. outside changes uh, enough for you to to end up not being bored. Absolutely. I completely agree. And, like, one of the things during, like, lockdown and quarantine and all that that was kind of, like, grinding my gears um, was that the parks were open, which I was kind of like, I'm afraid, but, like, for a long time, the hotels weren't. And I really was like, oh, I love to walk around the hotels because, like, the hotels are a really great place to like walk in social distance, like not inside the hotels, obviously, but like on the grounds. Cause a lot of people probably don't know this, but a lot of them sit on quite a bit of property and have like beautiful grounds. So like, I really wanted to do more walking, you know, at hotels when I was still in Orlando, but even just being able to like have weather most days where you could walk outside was a big deal that I didn't really 
realize and would take for granted. Um, and I feel like it was always like you and John taking turns being like, go outside, charisma, like go outside. Um, but the nice thing was I had that office that had windows all around. So even if I didn't go outside, I would still like, I could just like stand at the window and like get a little bit of sun and see some water and some trees and blue skies. Whereas like here, that is not the case. So you really do have to prioritize and I think come in with a game plan for like mental health for winter. Um, and I think like, especially obviously it's like worse cause COVID. Right. But I think in general, like winter definitely is a time when, uh, people that don't live in a tropical climate need to like have, I didn't want to say goals, but just have like some baseline strategies for like coping through winter, um, which I was not prepared for at all. So now I know better, but uh, we're we're kind of out of winter, I think. Like, I'm not sure if this is like that false spring or what, but I'm trying to just embrace it as full spring because I'm like, my body is ready for spring. So, yes. So <laughs> since we're to preface today's episode, we we're going to talk about some ways to kind of bring joy into your life outside of work. Just some quick things that you can do, um, especially since a lot of people, like you said, are in that in between. Like it is officially spring as a season. But in terms of um, like weather wise, depending on where you are, like it was snowing in my in, in Idaho <laughs> where my friend lives. And then she went to Colorado in the day. The snow was all melted and it was green. So it's like it just you can wake up to, you know, snow and then it melts over there. Like it's just a lot that's happening with the, the climate. So um, you can go ahead and share your list of things that make you feel okay, joy. So, yeah. So later we're going to talk about bringing joy into your career. But I wanted to be like, let's talk about what is bringing us joy outside of work. So for me, a big one is knowing that I will get my second vaccine shot this Saturday. Like that's pretty much top of my list for joy. Um, you know, yeah, that's just, it's huge. Uh, John is already vaccinated completely. Everyone in my immediate family is vaccinated and I'm actually the last person to be vaccinated. I am a high risk, like as a, in general, as a person, but the lowest risk it within my immediate family. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I'm so happy that I'm going to be getting the second shot. I'm actually really happy that I was the last person in my family to get it just because it's like every time that someone else has gotten it, it's really taken the load like off of my mind, you know? Um, and then a lot of my friends think, thankfully to FEMA coming into Florida, a lot of my friends that are teachers or high risk that weren't going to be able to get it have been able to get their first shot. So I think like pretty much that week after I got my first shot, a lot of people that I know got theirs. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be nice because this upcoming week, it's just going to be like, cause people like text me and let me know, like, <laughs> the update of their shot, which one they got, what they're, if they had any side effects, what they were like, everyone sends me that information because I have been so, you know, like just kind of tracking everybody and making sure that anybody who, you know, is eligible gets it um, and have, you know, tried to find ways for them to be able to get it if, if they are eligible and whatnot. So yeah, so I'm excited because I know all those text messages are coming in that it's going to be like, I got my shot, I got my shot. So just knowing people will be safer um, is really great. I know most of the people I know, I think are kind of in the same headspace as I am, which is kind of like, not going to be running around per se and doing all the things. Um, because it's, you know, like it's, you're still at risk to an extent. Um, there could still be like other variants and you could like get other people sick because you can carry it still if you have the vaccine, or at least that's what we believe at the moment. And so you could carry it and like give it to somebody else at the grocery store. So obviously like we'll all still be like masking up wherever, whenever we're in public and things like that. Um, but it'll just be nice to like, kind. I think people will kind of like expand their pods a bit and that sort of thing. Um, and maybe even if they had a pod, but weren't like touching or hugging or something like might do that. Um, so I think there'll be, it'll be like a gradual thing with little changes, but that's definitely bringing me joy. Um, and then I've been pouring a ton of candles because we have an event that I'm actually driving to Florida to drop down a ton of candles for. Um, and it's technically for both my business and for the nonprofit because I'm um, giving the proceeds from all the sales to our nonprofit. So yeah, pouring like I've just been pouring dozens of candles a day, like so many candles every day. And um, that's just been really calming, which is nice. And another thing bringing me joy is kimchi because kimchi is amazing. 
Um, and I've been going to H Mart here. We have like multiples around us and they're fantastic. They have one of the best kimchi selections I've ever seen in my life. Um, so yeah, so I've been eating all the kimchi, which always puts me in a happy mood. And then my last thing bringing me joy, number four, would be TV shows. So rewatching old ones that were from like the 2000s that are like funny sitcoms and then also like new ones. Obviously, I finished like WandaVision when that, you know, was coming out and now we have Falcon and Winter Soldier out. So I am watching that on Friday mornings and then rewatching it on Friday evenings when John gets home because that's how ridiculous I am as a person. So, yeah. No, those are... I mean, that tracks. <laughs> like it, it, you like that tracks. That that's track. so that, accurate. That definitely is on brand for you. Um, if you're new and not listening before, um, Prisma is usually a lighthearted person. And so having these things of comfort uh, that are a little bit more lighter may fit more into your personality type if you're a person who's been kind of affected by some of 2020. Because it started in 2021. It started out a little heavy in January. So it's kind of hard to, to get started and you have to reset and kind of figure out how you can switch your gears and try to get into a good mood when it was, I mean, January was heavy. It just was a heavy month. It was really heavy. Yeah. And it was like, I had moved. It was winter. It was COVID. There was treason. And then <laughs> I, experienced, <laughs> I experienced depression for the first time. I think it was actually the, it was like now all my like days and years are confused, but I think it was the summer before COVID is actually the first time I ever experienced depression. I've had anxiety forever, which we've talked about on here a million times. Um, but it wasn't like extreme depression. It was just like a little bit of depression. It was like, whoa, this is weird. I've not experienced this before. Um, and so obviously like there's been days and episodes like throughout the pandemic of depression because like, hello, but like January was just literally like I was in a depression bubble the entire time. And then it's kind of been like off and on since then. So yeah, it's like, that was something that I was unprepared for. And it was just, I mean, it's just, it's like a terrible, like, cause it's like the se- you know, seasonal depressive disorder or whatever. Um, and I've not experienced that because I lived in Florida where the sky was always blue. So yeah, I'm just like, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. So I definitely feel like you have to find little things, even if it's, you know, something as simple as kimchi, like you have to find things that are going to bring you joy. Um, or else you're going to just be miserable if it's winter and COVID. Like those are just two things that no one should ever have to deal with at the same time. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like, yeah, I don't, it's so hard because I'm like, it's hard when your friends are experiencing things that you've experienced all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, those are things, yeah, this episode that, so when you try to explain, you're explaining like how you, like you haven't communicated or if you fall off or like, you're like, oh, sorry, I was in a, you know, I'm like, girl, it's fine. Which is so nice because like, I think me like five years ago, even definitely 10 years ago would have never like before we started recording, like I had said to you like, oh yeah, like I didn't do this thing because I was in a depressive episode for uh, a week and a half, but like, I'm good now. And like, you know, it's just so nice to be able to like say that to you because I think that me in the past would have been like, oh, I'm never going to talk about these things. And Um, you know, like with you and with a few other friends, I've been able to be like so open about it to where it just makes it like, okay, like I can just tell people and that's fine. And it's, it honestly makes things easier too, because I'm like, if I'm free for me, I'll freak out because I'm like, oh, like I was supposed to get this thing done and I didn't get it done. And it's just like, (laughs) it's just easier to just be like, yeah, it was because of depression rather than making up like BS excuses about it. You know what I mean? Because it's just easier. And then you're like, oh, they know. Cool. And now I can just get it done. And it's not the end of the world, you know? Yeah. Um, I think in, on, in this side of the states, on the, the lower half of the southeastern side, um, I mean, the thing is, it's hard for me to be like, what's outside of work? Because it's a pandemic. And so I don't really do a ton of other things. So, I mean, I think we have kind of committed to being open to do more outdoors things now that everybody is getting vaccinated or everyone in Florida stopped caring, um, that I can go back to being like outside. And when I say outside, I mean like, I mean outside of so like a park or things. Cause now people have stopped caring about the pandemic and all those people have gone back to the other dangerous things. So I can go they back have. to my springs and my parks where no one isn't anymore because like I was, we were out and we did a bike ride um, with kids and I was out for like two hours in town, which during spring break should be, like parks should be full like it should be like it should be that's the thing like last year I feel like around spring break 
because that was the beginning mm -hmm. of the pandemic yep. that people knew that they were going into lockdown week before. So they were trying to do everything. At the last I had minute. never seen so many people outside in celebration. And this prior year, time. Everybody was at Disney and everybody was out of town. Everybody is traveling. So it was nice to be in town and like just hang out in town because everyone I knew was out of town. And so there was no, like we were biking and little kids are not great bicyclists. Um, just a spoiler alert. And so I was kind of nervous, you know, about cars and other people and things and runners, but we maybe saw one person in like the two and a half hours that I was outside. So I'm enjoying that and I'm excited to yeah. do more of that. And so that's what I'm trying to do more of and, you know, kind of being in the garden with the kids at the school and stuff like that. So really just being outdoors with, with my bubble, which is literally one other family. And then and when you come back, it'll be you. Um, we, we don't see a lot of, I mean, I have other people, but they live so far and everyone's moved out. So it's kind of nice to do that. Um, what are you growing in the, at the school? Cause I, I know you guys are growing so much, even just at home. I mean, a little less at home now, just cause this is where we are, but at the school, they have a whole hydroponic garden system. So everything, all the food, pretty much all the produce, at least, that is made on site at the school is in the garden, pick from the garden. So um, spinning all the greens, like the peas, uh, just the, there's edible flowers over there that we learned about this week. Um, so so awesome. try that have different spices, um, just honey is being. Listen, I know you hate social media, but I really feel like you should take some photos of this. You should really and... just follow my friend and then I'll send you your, you, you, okay. can, you can find her. You, you find my Instagram and find a, picture of the children and tag they were tagged she's there she posts every day about it because she's that's her okay. thing. um yeah gardener so i get the benefit read the benefits of having a best friend who's who owns a garden is <laughs> basically when i show up and i'm like i can move dirt or watch children and then we'll just reap the benefits of having eggs because there's chickens there and uh you know all that thing so that's been nice and i kind of feel like that's kind of been what we've been doing the past couple we went to the beach so that, like I feel like just going out and revisiting nature and becoming friends with nature has kind of brought me joy because we are work is like insane like it's just it is what it is so I feel like I like that's my number one I mean obviously we've been watching the shows uh, like everybody else there have been some really good documentaries that have come out this year that's been nice um looking forward to the Tina Turner documentary that's kind of like her last her stage exit documentary that's coming out HBO Max so that's a cool thing to watch um I think that's pretty yeah I'm just I'm kind of chill like I'm laid back I'm kind of like you know just trying to get things together because a lot of our stuff right now is just is businesses if you've never listened to this podcast spoiler alert business is like 90% of my personality it's it's <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, you know, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, balance and things like that. And, and it's just a reminder that it's like balance is different for different people and in different seasons, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like you the way you work now is different than the way you worked when you were, you know, six months into being a mom is different yeah. than the way you worked when you first started your business, mm -hmm. you know, it's different than the way you'll work in five years. Like, yeah. Hopefully, five yeah. years. It's like in the countryside of some island. Because I feel like, even though like you, you do work, probably you probably spend more hours working than anyone I know. But you also like take care of your body and your mind and your spirit. Like you know what I mean. Like you still make the time to do all those things. I also think that you just need less sleep than a lot of people. <laughs> I think that's part of it. I was say we definitely like. I mean, I didn't. So staying up late was kind of like on an as deep basis, but I feel like since the year started, I definitely stayed up late. You and David both can the way I do. Garbage and that's yeah. Like so, Don and I, it's like we have less time for work because we need more time to sleep. Like it's just our bodies and the way that we work, we've got to have eight hours. Yeah, it's just non-negotiable. We could maybe get by on six for like a few days if if we needed to. But yeah, it's, it's a no for us. And it's so funny because like, that's such a big part of why we don't have kids yet. A, a lot of people are always asking and I'm like, yeah, we really enjoy sleeping. Like we're very much like, we'll be happy to adopt a child that's older because they can take naps and like sleep through the night. Big facts, big facts. Um, <laughs> I don't know how people do it. <laughs> you got to do what your body is, is needs, especially during now that we've reached the one year in quarantine. If you have been quarantining hardcore, like, you know, not everyone has and everyone has different levels of quarantine. But if you've been in a little bit more tighter quarantine level a year, it's hard on everybody, but it really is hard mm -hmm. on the people who've kind of been 
more so indoors and outdoors or people who are not traveling, especially for people who love traveling. It is a really yeah. hard thing to not go see somewhere else outside of your area for a year. Like it sounds ridiculous, but it is because we've gotten, especially if you traveled five plus times a year. Like it's weird to think about, like it, it was kind of hard for us to be like, we haven't, I didn't even know where my luggage was. When we moved, I didn't know where our luggage was. I was like, where is our luggage? We, it was kind of like- My luggage was literally in storage because it's like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to use it. We technically traveled, you know, back yeah, and forth but it's not here and we'll still travel back and forth, you know, now just from the other end. But it's like the first half of that was very traumatic because we didn't want to travel. Like we had mm-hmm. to travel for John's job and it was so stressful and terrible. Going back to Florida is a bit easier because instead of, you know, like we know a little bit more of where we are, it's easier to stay safe. Like we know where to stay to be safe. We can stay with people, you know, so that's a little bit easier, but it's still like, it's not the same as going somewhere and just enjoying yourself. Like, you know, like we're going for like, very quick trips for work and just then going right back into like our little quarantine bubble and being extra careful before and after as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's not, it's not what travel used to be for sure. No. Um, and it is, there is that like feeling when you're just like, I need to see something different. It doesn't even matter where it is. You just want just something to see something different. And that's kind of where yeah. we are, you know, and other people who I know um, in my circle who are a little bit more, like I said, t- tightly quarantined is that, after the year, you're kind of like, I just want to see something different. Like, I don't care what it is. I just need to drive for an hour, two hours out of my area and see what is outside out there. Like, I just need to see different trees or flowers or, like, a beach, a coast. I, yeah, I've been looking at people on the beach, like, on TV. Like, you know, like, we'll watch it. Like, we watched uh, an old episode of Modern Family the other day, and they were, on, they were like, in Hawaii or something. And I was like, why did we never go to the beach when we lived in you Florida? Guys- hated the beach and i am excited and it's so funny you need to go yes it's like i hate the beach but now i'm like i love but i love the beach and john's like you he's like we don't like the beach that's why we didn't go and i'm like "Mm, but i think i i think i like a lot of things now that i didn't like before like i think i'm actually gonna like network in person like i I think i'm gonna be like a whole new i'm still gonna be very introverted but i just feel like i'm also gonna be a whole new person at the same time yeah, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. If you guys are, have picked up new hobbies or things or to want to talk about how it's been for after the year for you, please feel free to message us and send us DMs and stuff. I am interested in learning what your introspective inspection has been on reflecting on the year and how you, if you're vaccinated, how you're kind of changing things up. And if you are looking forward to being vaccinated, what are you looking forward to doing? And I know we're looking forward to taking a like a road trip. Like that's kind of my next like i'm on airbnb <laughs> way too often these days looking at really candle can't okay cabins in the middle of nowhere to just sit for like a week two weeks and kind of live my best like forest woman life um so uh, if it's during summer sign me up because yeah be i mean we're kind of looking northeast in the summer and kind of having like greenery or a lake nearby that we can just not do anything or if we are doing something it's looking at a lake <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Um, but to, to put it into our episode today, we are talking about bringing joy into your career, which is a little bit, it's easier for me because again, I'm definitely a work-minded person, but I understand for people, especially people who are entering the workspace for the first time, we have a lot of Gen Z graduates who are going to, to work for the first time. Um, it's You need to understand or want to learn how you can be into your job or have a career, start your career and still love it love yourself yeah. in the career you know what I mean like it's it's kind of a hard thing especially there's when- actually like a TikTok going around where it's like um you know they're like what's your dream job and it's like I don't dream of working and it's like this whole little like spiel or whatever mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that talk and like I get it like yeah, I know totally we're supposed I to be outside on a farm somewhere like we totally yeah to be indoors they're not meant to be on phones and screens and things for 40 hours plus hours a week that's not what we're built for and i can relate to that 100 percent. unfortunately due to capitalism that's how you survive and that's how you make yeah and i also feel like it's it is very valid that there can be joy in what you do mm-hmm. you know even if what you do is not uh glamorous yeah yeah because I, I can say that I personally 
can say for real that I've almost always felt a lot of joy about what I do. Mm-hmm. When I don't feel joy about it, I literally change careers. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I, when I was a photographer full time, when I started out in the wedding world, absolutely loved it, absolutely adored it. Um, and when it started to be like, mm, I don't know how I feel about weddings anymore. Like I left, you know what I mean? Um, and then I stayed on just enough so that I could still do those weddings and still enjoy, but only did the exact ones that I wanted, which was pretty much on Disney property or the occasional, um, second shooting for a friend that was like out of town or something. Cause that would be like fun and adventure and involve travel. Um, so yeah, for me, it's like, and I've been kind of over service-based for the last few years. And so I was like, well, we're going to go product-based. So I think that part of it is just like switching up your offerings, what you do. Like there's all of those things that, so that you continue to kind of be in alignment with your purpose. But again, that also comes with our privilege of, of having our own businesses and having, been in our, like owned our own businesses, essentially like we both pretty much started when we were teenagers, you know? So it's like, this kind of almost all we've done is, is, you know, own our own businesses, even though we've had regular jobs a bit towards the beginning. Um, but really like as far as a career, it's pretty much just been our own businesses. So for us, that has been a big, a big privilege, but I think that there are some universal things that no matter what your career is, you can bring in that joy into your career. I think a big one is just setting up a workspace that brings you happiness. And right now, so many people more than ever are working from home. Um, Mm -hmm. So you have a little bit more like leeway with that um, when it comes to what you want to bring into that space. Like if there are rules and stuff at your office job, you don't have to pay attention to those. Um, But even if you are like in a building, right, you can always, I think keeping a space organized. And I think that people overlook this but there are, and again, there are d- different types of people, but majority of people do work better when they know where things are and when things are a little bit more organized. Again, it could be organized chaos. I'm not saying it has to look like a magazine or anything, but it's just like, if you're trying to do work and you don't know where anything is and you're like, where's that paper? I need that tool. And your day is spent looking for things, then you're going to be more frustrated than happy. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So I think staying organized is a good one. Um, And then also like plants and photos are big for me because with plants, I mean, everything that we learned right in the other episode um, where we talked to a botanical curator. So you can go back and listen to that episode. Um, but basically like plants just like we need to see greenery, like no matter what type of space you li- live in, we need to see that like that aliveness, that plant life and kind of be brought back to earth with that. It's very grounding. Um, so yeah, I think that plants, whether it be just like your regular plants, maybe flowers, maybe both can do a lot for your mental health when you're, you know, sitting at your desk all day. And then also photos that remind you of like joyful moments or like maybe moments that you're proud of things that kind of bring you back to your why can be really helpful. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think all of that is pretty much anything you can have control over. And I understand that when we started working from home and I like, it was very much like a big thing to do office highlights on your blog. I've done one. I feel like you've done one. Everyone has probably done one. And so there kind of was a big, so we kind of had leeway ahead of time or had like kind of a um, jump start on trying to figure out how to make the home office, the space look like the way you want it to look and get tips and everything. But for people who are newer to this, if this is your first time working from home, it's a very overwhelming thought to think about how do I create a space that I'm comfortable coming to sit at for or stand at for 40 hours, depending on your desk. Because that's another thing. You're like, do I get a sitting desk? Or get a sitting? And it can get expensive. Yeah. If your office didn't give you any money to kind of like fix up your office as a stipend, which a lot of companies did not have. Big tech did that. I know of a lot of my friends in big tech companies did. But if you worked in hospitality, like and you work from home as a financial financial associate, they probably didn't give you 200, 300, 400, 500 dollars to fix your office up. They probably were like, high five, thanks. Keep paying for your own internet. And we'll have you in here whenever we can. So um, some tips that I will say to give you, because I, I don't like to just uh, to give you ideas and then not give you tips on how to actually do it and buy things that are reasonable, because I do agree with saving your money now, because we don't know how the economy is going to go. The Target dollar spot is always a good place to go. Marshall's Home Goods is probably the places where you're going to find things that you really like, especially artwork that's a little bit it may look more redundant or whatever. Or printables on Etsy are a really good way to support it. Small artists 
still get good art, get photos, but you can print them at home using the printer that you're probably using that your office did not pay for. Um, or going to UPS store and sending it to them or the FedEx store to print professionally on glossy paper or bigger, they can scale it up for you. So you can easily get a good art piece that is custom or well done, like, you know, by a small artist, send it for 10 bucks, really, and go send it to FedEx for like an extra $10 for them to blow it up for by 24 by 36. Now you have a large art piece in your office. Um, Five Below, which I really don't go into, but people swear by the the church of five below so that is a place Listen, where you go okay if you like marvel i don't know if they all have the same stuff because i've only been into one but the one in orlando if you like marvel five below is awesome yeah i've always i've hear every single person i know who talks about doing the small offices for your kids so if your kids are doing like a little workstation at home mm-hmm. for every one of my friends they go to five below i'm never below going to dollar tree i will always go to dollar tree to pick up a bucket to put paper in i'm not yeah. spending 55 dollars at west elm for a steel cage <laughs> with world well, like a lot of paper. the people in the candle maker community who do like not now but like normally when they do like in-person events at like farmers markets and stuff they'll often go to like a dollar spot to buy vessels because yeah. they get them really cheap and get like kind of like cuter more fun ones yeah. that like you might not want to do like base your entire line off of that but kind of stuff that you would sell at a one-off and i'm like that's definitely yeah. something i'll look into when you know the mm-hmm. time is right. i've never done an event where i've and then we you know going to church and doing different things i would do a lot of events i've never done one of those that i needed to do flowers without going to dollar tree and get the bases i always get every single base that i've done from, from dollar tree spend like 10 bucks on vases to have centerpieces for 10 tables like it just it's such an easy like go to Mm -hmm. mason jars i've gotten those from dollar tree we did like a fall event so anything that you want to do if you want to do fresh flowers maybe every week in your office get a vase from dollar tree as a dollar go to your whole foods or your um, trader joe's and get flowers or your farmer's market if you do have a farmer's market provided it has flowers it's really hard in florida actually to find flowers at a farmer's market um surprising which is wild that is to me true. There. it's our side i think more up north and in, in more in orlando you can find more flower vendors but in our like south yeah. orlando farmer's markets they don't really sell flowers and i've tried to find them so I just and I will say, like, I used to be, like, very against fake flowers, and I kind of still am. However, Ikea has really good fake flower bundles. And if you put them far away, like, I wouldn't say, like, necessarily put it on your desk, but, like, you can put it in your workspace that is, like, like, I have one that's up high in our room. And, like, far away, you just see, like, these really cute pink peonies with, like, these green pieces, and it looks really nice. Um, So that's, like, a good way to kind of do things, like, from far away. And then also people will do those flower walls with fake flowers where you just take, like, the individual flower and then, like, tape it to the wall with, you know, like, some cute tape or whatever. And I think that because they're just so, like, shockingly pretty that, like, you don't really care that much that it's fake flowers. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely look into some budget-friendly ideas to set up your workspace. I, I, can, like, I will tell you. you do the, if you do the fake flowers, then you can just buy one of my candles and your workplace will smell good. Yeah, hey, yeah, get plug. I'm like, I have your prints in my office and that's one of my favorite things about my office because it's, uh, you know, like... And number one, I know that it's like from somebody who owns a small business, but then like more importantly, it's from you. So it's just awesome. And then a lot of your signs are like super encouraging, which is really great. Um, So like, like me just being fully honest, like your prints and my candles really do make a workspace nice because I literally have them both in my workspace. Yeah, I will say, and I'm not like, I definitely am the last person to talk about my own store, which is why I'm not making more money on it. But it is shocking to me when I've given custom prints from a long time ago, or even new, with this new release, and that people who bought from, like, the first summer collection last year, like, they'll post a story on Instagram or something, and I'll look at it, I'm like, that looks familiar. And I'm like, oh, that's the thing I gave you. You still have that? Like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, throw that in the garbage. What are you doing, sis? Oh my God, yeah, I still have all prints. Like, obviously the ones I bought, but then also, like, special ones that you've made for, like, just me or just me and Melissa. Like, I have them all. And, just, like, most of them are up in my office. If they're not in my office, they're somewhere else in my house. 
This is wild. And it's funny. I do have like my, my mom especially covets all my prints from you. Like she, like she really, really actually likes your style a lot. And she's like, I think she's like dropping hints so that I'll like give her one. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like go buy your own. Bye. I'm not gonna. I, we're going on. We're moving on. But I'm sending your mom. I'm sending your mom a friend. Please, let me meet your mom. Um, to celebrate trans traditions. Uh, to celebrate small milestones, because you know, with you, especially if you own your own business, you are so in it. You don't do. You don't get awards. You don't do celebrations. You don't get anniversary dinners. You don't do Christmas dinners, parties. You don't do Super Bowl parties. Like all that stuff that happens in an office. You forget about a number over time. You forget about it really quickly. Like my friends are always like, "Oh, we're doing this for work," and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe that's the thing." You're right. Like that is a thing that you do in an office traditionally. Like uh, probably not potlucks anymore. Thank goodness. Um, but you know, the Christmas party was a big deal when you had a job. Like it usually was a company's way to kind of give their thanks for the end of the year and kind of splurge and be like, "Hey, we're having a holiday party, and here's like a watch or a gift or something." And when you work for yourself, you really don't do that. So I think one of the ways that you can do that for yourself or even at home now, because you're not doing that either, is to celebrate your small milestones. So if you have a week where you kill, like you did a finished big project, treat yourself to like a nice little dessert or like, you know what I mean? Do a nice workout, find a, just find something to help celebrate yourself in the moments of your job. Because if you don't, even when you do have a job, when you're going into an office, if you don't celebrate yourself though, it's going to get miserable really quickly. Like, it's just going to feel like nobody notices what you're doing. And I can understand the frustration with that, especially if you work on a team. If you are a person that's consistently providing results and sometimes it's overlooked, it's very hard to feel, like, comfortable in that space. So you do have to start to take ownership of your own celebrations and call yourself out. If you have a team meeting and you're a call and they kind of, like, open it up for see what's what are wins on the team or has anyone done anything they want to talk about, don't be afraid to say, well, guess what? I just made you twenty extra thousand dollars by cutting out this program or finding a grant or whatever the thing is. So, yeah, I completely agree. Like, and I think that like a lot of us find joy in traditions, right? Obviously, in celebrations, but also in traditions. And so, for me, and it's like for me, like traditions are easier to like add in because I won't like forget about them. Like, I forget about all sorts of things, but like not my not like my Christmas traditions or, you know, my St. Patrick's Day traditions or whatever. Um, So I think that having like little traditions that kind of help you with these small milestones can be like really powerful. Um, Whether it's just like, kind of like you said, like a small dessert, like maybe every time you, um, you know, like you sign on a new client, right? Every time you sign a new client, maybe you then go bake, yourself some cookies or like order in a dessert from your favorite place or order in like Thai food from your, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be anything, uh, over the top. John and I have gotten really into at home. Like we call them like celebration, like coffee and tea drinks where we really kind of go like a little bit extra with like his coffee and my tea. If like a, we've had a bad day, or B, we're celebrating something small, like work-wise. And it could literally just be like, wow, like I sold more candles than usual today. And I'll be like, okay, great. Like, let's make this like elaborate tea drink. And that's just how we're celebrating. It's just like a little like pick me up and a little happy thing to do together. And if you are the type of person that is bad about celebrating yourself, um, especially as a business owner where you're not always being celebrated, like you need to make sure that you build in traditions to do it so that you already know like, oh, okay, I, I secured a contract. We're going to celebrate this way. Or I, you know, like I finished a project, you know what I mean? We're going to celebrate this way or whatever that looks like for you. I know that I see like on Instagram, um, you know, people will celebrate when they get like a follower count, right? Like they'll be like, oh, I got to 10K or I got to 50K. And they'll often do like balloons or a cake. And I'm told like, I totally think that's great. But I just wish that we'd see people do that with smaller things too, because it doesn't always have to be, oh, well, I have, you know, 50,000 followers. So now I can celebrate. It could be like, wow, I, if you're like, let's say that like looking at somebody who's an influencer who would have to like be concerned with numbers and such. Let's say that you created 10 original, um, you know, reels and each of them was just like really interesting and different and you just nailed all of them out of the park. Like celebrate that too. Like it doesn't have to be just about the particular number. Of course, when we, you know, if we get a contract that's the most money you've ever made, you're of course going to want to celebrate that too. But I think that it's important that 
we celebrate the little things along the way too, because it's all those little things that we do that add up to those bigger moments. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm definitely not a, you. it's not your business. <laughs> I had somebody text me about the Mr. Print thing that I didn't talk about here because I didn't have time. Um, that's how bad I am about celebrating things or caring. And I was like, how do you know about it? I was like, who told you? You're not, I don't even think we're friends on social media. But I'm like, obviously somebody I know told them, but it was just a, you know, d- depending on how you feel, you know, celebrate how you want and people will notice. Do what you got to do. You know, don't go outside of your comfort zone for this. And you don't have to do a photo shoot with balloons and a cake because you have 50,000. You don't have to either. Like, I'm like, that's also like, yeah, that's, that's, like that's what I'm like. If you like to do that, like, I'm not, you I, know, writing on people that like to do it. I think it's great if you like to. But I just, I'm like, no, celebrate other things. Yeah. Not, if you, you want to celebrate like, your 10, like you said, the 10 reels you do, totally. If you don't care, then don't post about it. Like, I, it's so weird that that's become a an expected thing to be, a, I guess, a visible entrepreneur is some sort of uh, validity of your services. <laughs> that's a whole other uh, episode about optics and what that means and et cetera. About, maybe we should do it. We should do it about the, the, well, opti- the business of optics yeah. and what that means. Um, but just because someone has $2,000 really doesn't mean they're a better graphic designer or a better lettering artist or a better strategist. Exactly. Yeah. You. Because I think that people get into really into the numbers and people will celebrate, you know, having a certain amount of followers, but might not celebrate doing the actual like day to day work. And to me, that's why I'm like, that's why I say the reels. Cause if you're an influencer, right? Like that is more of like what your work is going to be. It's not just like the final number. Whereas like, let's say that you're a graphic designer, like you're, you could be celebrating finishing a project or getting a new client because it's like at the end of the day, that number, that's great. And if you want a higher number and you have a higher number, that's super awesome. But I can tell you 100% from working with tons of influencers and tons of business owners who have social media presence that that does not equal sales. It's wild to me how I have had a lot of people that I've worked with that have had like 200 followers and have been doing good, consistent work. And then people that have legitimately had, I know, like I've worked with someone that's had over 100,000 followers and like she could not figure out how to make money off of two people actually that come to mind that could not figure out how to make money like in their field. Like we're not bringing in any money, had other job, like another outside job and could not figure out how to make a dime off it. Both had over a hundred thousand followers. So it's just like, you have to know that it's like at the end of the day, the number, just cause you're at that number doesn't mean you don't have things to celebrate. Okay. True that. Um, a good way, and I found that, like, I feel like there was a tweet that was yesterday that came really good to that point, but celebrating other people who are in your field, so whether that be your coworkers, your partners in your business, um, just associates who do the same thing you are. And the tweet was kind of to the effects of, if you are always not clapping for others, you're wondering why no one's clapping for you or something like that. It's like, yep. you're not going to get the good things if you're not celebrating the wins of other people. And that is very true. I am one of those people who is under belief that I don't care about competition. I don't care. Like, I feel like at one point you and Melissa and I were all doing the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? And we at least had one service yeah. that overlapped. So and we I, literally all had clients and we're doing really well. You so. know, so no, and no one, like we didn't stop talking to each other. It's silly. It's really ridiculous. So to me, I don't care if someone has something else or doing something else in my field. Like when they're shady, then I'm like, okay, I just don't, you know, F with you like that. But for the most part, you always are going to see me tagging other people for jobs. You're always going to see me texting people. Uh, you know, one-on-one, I'm a very private person. I really believe in the private conversation. I'll send flowers to people. I'll send them gifts. I'll send them money via them. I'm like, hey, you did a thing. Here's coffee. Go buy yourself a coffee. So I'm very much a private person because I really believe in celebrating the wins of others really helps me continue to be a good person and kind of like I get wins because of my friends who nominate me or put me down or refer me or whatever it is. Like a lot of the jobs we get, 100. I mean, I feel like 99% of our business is referral based. We stopped doing a lot of external marketing because we have built really good relationships. And then people just think they're like, "Hey, uh, can you design it? Do you do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's something we do." And they're like, "Okay, I have a friend or I have a cousin or I have a brother or sister twice removed." So I think that's how you build business or even in work, the way that you are. Um, promote it a lot of times has to do with your relationships with other people and are you like really you know gung-ho about the company I totally get not being like this is my family I get it like that's not what I'm saying but I'm saying if you have co-workers who are really doing good work 
you won't get hurt by typing the slash ch- chat and good job or sending him like a gif of a thumb. You know what I mean? Like a thumbs up. You're, you're, that's all we're asking you to do. Just celebrate the other people who are around you who are working because in turn, when it's your time to be celebrated, people are really going to be excited to celebrate you and they're really going to be able to refer people to you to, for what you do. Yeah, I completely agree. And in speaking of like collaboration over competition and that sort of thing, um, when I realized that I was kind of like, you guys realized it before me that I was like already meeting with people and basically like doing coaching and doing branding and doing social media training with people like for free without noticing it. And like, I remember when I brought it up to like you and Melissa and you both were like, yeah, duh. Like you don't realize that you're doing that. And I was like, no. And there, and I was like, I don't, I kind of wanted like charge for it. And they're like, yeah, you should like, you're good at it. And it was literally David who was actually the person who convinced me because it's like, you know, I was like, okay, like granted you are the type of friend that would tell someone the truth, but I was still just like, I don't know, like they're my friends. Not that David's not my friend, but you know, David is like the most blunt person that I know. Um, so I, I talked to him about it and, and we talked about, you know, branding and, and career changes and all that stuff. And again, like now that I, like don't really take on any more branding clients or anything like that. Like who is the first person, the first people that I refer to for everything. And even during that time, like who would I refer to for websites? It's always going to be you guys. Cause you're the best. John and I also spend a good deal of time, like going around telling everybody we know that David built the dictionary online. So <laughs> I know other people worked on the project, but we don't care about those people. We- <laughs> We're just like, yeah, like people like coding will come up in some way or like, you know, anything design will come up and we'll be like, have you heard of a little thing called the dictionary online? And people will be like, yeah. And we're like, yeah, our friend built that. So, so another important thing that you can do to bring joy into your career is to work outside as much as you can. Now I've been seeing a ton of people on Twitter talk about how we're kind of like going back to the olden days. Like they were like, oh, people back in the day used to worship the sun and I can completely get it. Um, <laughs> because it's like now more than ever with us having to be inside so much more often. Um, and again, like with winter, depending on where you live, it's like so many of us are like, oh, the sun is out. It's wonderful, right? It's become like such a big source of joy. And some people have, you know, they've known this the whole time. But for people like me who are introverts who are inside willingly, often. Um, This is kind of like a new thing. I'm like, oh, wow, the sun actually is pretty wonderful. Blue skies are great. Like outside is beautiful. Um, So if you can move your workplace outside here and there, that's such a great thing to do. And it's easy and free. You know what I mean? So it's like if you have, you don't have to have your own backyard. I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, I can't do that because I don't have a backyard. You don't need a backyard. There's like multiple parks that we can like walk to in our area. I could just walk to one of those places, bring my laptop, plop down, do my thing. Um, you know, if it's like a place where you're like worried about Wi-Fi and like, you know, if you're not going to be able to connect anything, bring a notebook and kind of do some other types of work, whether it's like brainstorming for upcoming projects, organizing, things like that. Um, you can do that outside. And even now, like with us not really meeting up with a lot of the people that we work with, if you work near someone, that could be an option is that you guys could meet up outside, stay socially distanced, six feet apart and, you know, kind of talk about your work and do whatever you need to do to work. Um, I also know that like a lot of places that are like small coffee shops and things like that, if they didn't already have outside setups, a lot of them have added outside setups so that they can, you know, let people socially distance and stuff outside to work. So yeah, I think being able to suck up a little bit more of soak up a little bit more of that sunlight and just kind of like smell the air, just all those good, natural, simple things can really bring a lot of joy into your workday. Yeah. I mean, I've been talking about it. I was like, I wish I could just create a bubble outside to work in. That'd be great because that's yeah. what I want to do now. I just want to work outside while the weather is good. It's not trying to kill me. Um, yep. And then when it tries to kill me, I'll just leave and go work outside somewhere else. <laughs> that's pretty much the new plan. For, for, for I would love like a farm. That would be like, I would really love like a farm. Like, I don't know. And like, I want to say Georgia. I don't really feel like I know enough about farming to know where the farm should be. But I think that that would be an ideal situation to... When I say work on a farm, I mean like do what I do already, but be on a farm. So I don't want to like work the farm. Yeah, so you're much. like that, I'll and I'm like actually, I actually would rather say I'll work Hawaii right now and actually pull but... Tara out of the ground. Like, please hire me to. Take yeah, I'm like internship. I'll 
I'll do like 20 hours a week on the farm and then I'll do like 40 pouring candles and like wrapping and shipping and all that good stuff. Yeah, that I would feel like, like wrapping candles on a farm is probably like a jam. Like that's probably what they're doing at Southern Hills right now because they sell candles too. Yeah. Um, they probably get to do it on their farm and that's, that's a blueberry that's farm if you're not from here. So I um, feel like it would be so nice to just like look out at a farm and be like pouring my candles and like, oh, I just feel like that'd be amazing. And then like John could like, his main thing could be the farm because his grandfather was a farmer. So he literally used to spend his summers on the farm. I'm, I'm like, why did you have that experience? Like, they literally sold it like not that long ago. Like it was before I met him, but it's like they, like he was, you know, probably a teenager. He was an adult or like, near and I'm like, adulthood. yeah, yeah. Probably like an adult or a teenager. And it's sold to someone like in their family. And I'm like, can you guys just like redo that sale? And like, we just go there because, and they're like, well, the farmland isn't what it used to be. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, is it green? Because that's, like, really all I need. Like, we could just keep our regular jobs. Because um, I know, you know, having a farm is uh, challenging if that's, like, your main source of income or only source of income. But I'm like, we can keep our jobs and just, like, enjoy all of that nice farmland. And I was also talking to Morgan about we need to, like, set up, like, a black girl farming situation. And we can all have farms, like, on the same I don't know what you call it, like a whole bunch of acres, right? And then we'll all we'll all grow different stuff and we'll trade with each other. And I'm going to grow – I call strawberries and spinach because the whole thing was my idea and I know how to grow those two things. So if y'all can grow whatever farm, you want Please to. come to the, the show so you can educate us on our – Can you please – Like people think I'm joking, but like I'm like I would make this goal happen. Like I will have you on one side and Morgan on the other and like a few other of our, like, our black girl friends and we'll just – we'll start a thing called like black girl farms and we'll all sell different like – Oh my God, girl, this would be the dream. Like, don't let me win the lottery because this is literally what I will do. I hope I win because we like, if, if we disappear on a farm, like people will know, Oh, Chris won the lottery. Like, and then we'll come back with a podcast called farm life. (laughs) (laughs) To move into kind of farming is kind of combining work and movement when you can. That's kind of like the, the goal is like when you, work as a farmer you have you have to combine work and movement and you're using your body to produce the product so if you're not a farmer you don't do any type of physical labor with your job it's a little bit more difficult to get into the mindset of like setting aside time to be physical because you spend eight to ten hours depending on what you do sometimes 12 you're you're one of my people you know at a screen so it's kind of hard to, to put aside time to move your body um but it will make it things better for you when you do and some good ways to do that i think um uh, using her as an example again, like we talked about last week, Francesca Ramsey put her laptop on a treadmill in her house. And so she works yeah. and walks on a treadmill. That's a really good way. A standing desk is a good way, um, especially with a mat to support your feet. Um, a thing that I always will recommend to people if you have a desk is every hour on the hour, do some type of exercise. So whether if that's like 10 squats, by the end of the day, you've done 80 squats. Uh, sun salutations is a really good way to reset your mind too, because if, especially around a stressful day, some type of yoga, meditation. Um, but sun salutations are a really good way to just run through and move your body, but also fix your breathing and get out of a tense state. So that's mm-hmm. a really good way to do on the hour. Um, going for a walk. Take a five-minute walk every hour. So get out of the house, walk away from the desk, go walk a lap around your house, your apartment, your condo, your townhouse, whatever it is. Do five minutes of walking, come back in. That's a really good way to reset your movement. Weights, have weights by you. We have kettlebells and we have dumbbells around the house. So sometimes I'll just get up and walk up and do some kettlebell swings or do some burp, like just to move my body. Like sometimes it's just you need to get into the habit of, getting your muscles going. So those are some quick things that you can do to combine work and movement. So you're not fully away from work. Like you can still go back and work and be in the moment, but it's a good way to get your body used to you moving, especially now mm-hmm. when gyms are closed in a lot of places. Like a lot of places don't have group exercise or gyms or they're, they're really um, limited on how you can use them. So that's a really good way to kind of get things moving for you. Yeah. I find a lot of joy in movement and I find a lot of joy in walking because it's, such a simple activity. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not pushing myself. It's not stressful. So for me, like, again, this is one of those things, like, depending on if you're vaccinated and how safe, safe you feel or whatever, but like a walking meeting is a big thing for me. And you could do a walking meeting on the phone. You don't have to be like with the person 
um, in person. But yeah, you can pull a Steve Jobs. He was very big into the walking and having a meeting at the same time. Raven and I used to do this a lot. We would talk business while we would walk around like a Disney hotel. Um, but yeah, absolutely love walking and doing work at the same time. Um, cause it's just like low impact. You can still, you don't really have to think about the walking. It's not a challenge. So you can still focus on the work, but your body's still getting that movement in. So that's so big. Um, another one for me, like when I'm sitting at my desk, like I used to be a cheerleader and we would do kind of like arm movements and arm workouts where you kind of go into the different stances that you'd be in for cheer, like move your arms into those different ways. And so um, we had like a workout that we would do for that in cheer. And so I kind of do that at my desk because you can do it while sitting. And obviously, like I'm not using my hands in those moments. So it's not going to be like when I'm, say, writing an email or whatever. But when I have to read something, take in, like maybe I'm watching a video on how to do something or whatever. Um, if I know that I'm going to have like five or 10 minutes where I'm just looking at the screen and not writing anything, then it's a good time to get into a workout like that. Um, another thing is like, I see that the under the desk pedal, pedal mm -hmm. machine thing, those have become really big because so many people are, you know, at home now more than ever. So they want to like move a little bit more during their work day as opposed to just like for an hour after or before work where they go super hard. Um, so those can be really helpful and really affordable. And what's nice is you can move them to different areas. So it's like if you use it during the day under your desk, then you could also use it later when you're sitting in front of the TV. Um, and then of course, yeah, the treadmill desk and all that. I'm actually getting a bicycle desk like the week after next. Um, I'm waiting because I want it to be shipped when we're home and we're going to be out of town because we have to drive that stuff down to Florida. Um, so I'm pretty much probably going to order it while we're in Florida so that it'll come back, you know, when we get back. But it's like not like a cycle, like not like your Peloton type, right? Because it's, it's meant to be more of like more of just like a more leisurely bike ride type of thing. But um, it has a like at the front of it, it has like a desk attached to it where you can like fit your laptop. And I'm like, this is perfect because it's way cheaper than a treadmill desk. Like treadmill desks are very expensive for some reason. Um, but this thing is like, I want to say like about $300, which is really good for that sort of thing. So I will report back and let y'all know how it goes. But I definitely know for myself, like, again, so much more joy in my life when I am physically moving as opposed to if I'm just sitting all day. Um, so yeah, anytime you can combine those, definitely a good thing. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, also to your point, like the walking meetings yesterday, I took a team meeting for an hour and I was outside. Like, I don't, they were like, yeah. let's just play guess where Angelica is. Cause we don't know where she is. And that's yeah. only what happened. Um, so yeah, cause there's there so many like team and zoom meetings now where like a lot of times you're not presenting or you're not just talking the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that totally makes sense to me. Your clients or even any of your company, they should not be offended because you're standing outside. It's better for your health and it's costing them less money if you have insurance with the company. So do not feel obligated to sit at a desk like a, a, like you're in prison, like you're at home. Go outside, <laughs> like you can take it on your patio. Yeah, there really out, is no is. reason for it. Like I feel like a lot of people would feel that way where they'd feel like, oh no, I'm not it's at my desk. Like yeah, of course if it's like a big deal, but if it's like your no weekly rule. call in or whatever, like I'm going outside. Like if you guys don't like it, then that's on you. Like you don't, they don't need to work with you. <laughs> like that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. And then I guess to kind of move on and talk about something else, we can also talk about seeing joy outside of work, like we said in the beginning. Um, so just try to find a hobby. Try to find something that you're interested in doing. Um, try to find art that resonates with you. I know it's really hard. And this is something that for me, and we talked about it, not being able to go to muse museums and galleries has been really tough shows mm -hmm. um, because that's kind of a good, how I find a lot of inspiration for art and it's just going outside and seeing other things or seeing what other artists are doing or hearing what they're doing or just being around. So I used to go to a lot of free community events or even shows like Broadway shows here locally. We start to do a lot of that. We go to Dr. Phillips Center. So least like two or three times a year watching a show um, or museums. When I travel, that's what I do. I go to an art museum. Now, every city yeah. I've gone to, I've gone to a museum or a library or an older piece of architecture maybe just to get inspired by something that's there. So it's been hard to not do that i've not been in an art museum for a year like that's very difficult for me as a creative and even as a person like i've always arts my jam that's what i do so um some things i've been doing um like we have um, chromecast in our house so they rotate art 
um, when it's not on. We used to have our pictures when our kid was really little, but I'm like, she's grown. She needs to look at the art. So now we just rotate the art that Google selects in the, in the ambiance mode. And that's been really nice because it's kind of like an art gallery on our screens when we're walking around. Um, I looked at some of the little art tours that Smithsonian had up on their website early on in the pandemic. I feel like that was a really big thing touring different art so like i think i toured the louvre or whatever like on youtube mm-hmm. at some point um so that's really kind of just finding something that works for you finding hobbies outside of your job talking to friends and and really making time to sco- scope out time for yourself like just being able to do things for you that are not related to the basis of how well you can make money or create products yeah, because I think nowadays a lot of people will wake up, immediately start their work day, work, 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 work all through the day, like find no joy in it, and then immediately just like turn on some mindless TV, eat like a quick meal in front of the TV, and then like go to bed. And there's no – like they're not bringing joy into the work day or outside of it. And I think if you seek joy outside of work as well as in work, if you're more joyful in your your life, your day-to-day life, you're going to be more joyful, period. You're going to be a more joyful person. So it's going to be easier to find, you know, joy in work and what you do. Um, So yeah, I definitely think that like there can be joy and rest. I think that's a big one. I love like what Nat Ministry does. And like, you know, we, we all need to take breaks, especially with this pandemic, especially like coming up on a year of it. It's just taxing for everyone. So like giving yourself like the time to rest can be joyful. Um, but yeah, obviously like spending time with friends and family, trying new hobbies, like finding inspiration. Uh, for me, like lately, it's been a lot of just like creating stuff that I'm not good at or trying to be good at and reading. I finally am finding joy in reading again. Like I kind of like, I've always been such a reader, but like during the pandemic, it's just, some of it has just been hard. Like I just have not been, it's been hard to focus. So I've been doing more, like I was doing more audiobooks like throughout most of it, but I recently kind of like hit some sort of corner where I'm like, reading rapidly again, not audiobooks, but like picking up the book. And I think it's great if you're doing audiobooks too. There's nothing wrong with that. I've just always loved the feel. Like I've been one of those book people that's like, ooh, this feel of a new book. I'm going to smell a book or smell an old book. Like I just love that sort of thing. Like going to libraries, going to bookstores. And that's not something that I haven't been to those places. So that's been hard. I live by the biggest library in the entire world. And I have not been since I've come as a like visitor. So that makes me mad. Um, but yeah, trying to find like those creative things to do that don't put any pressure on me has been really big. Um, so I just ordered some new paint painting equipment because um, I had used all mine up and then I left the rest of mine, um, like my brushes and stuff. I left them with the kids in Florida because I always do projects with them. And I was like, you know what, let me just leave my supplies with y'all so that I'm not having to lug it back and forth and I can still do because I do like seasonal things with them. Um, So yeah, so like all my brushes and all that are down there. So I just ordered new stuff up here so I can kind of get back into painting because that is something that like, I don't think I will ever sell like my paintings or anything like that um, because I just don't think they're very great. (laughs) Um, But it's it's interesting because my grandmother was like an oil painter and she was phenomenal and my brother Alex kind of like inherited that like visual artist gift. Um, so for me growing up, it was just something that like I never took too seriously if I was painting. I never thought like, oh, I have to like do really good because I knew like, OK, what I do is just like kind of not going to really compare to what they're doing. Um, and that's been a gift in itself because I can do it and not take it seriously and just kind of like find joy in it. And, you know, just love it without judging myself or worrying about work or anything else like that. So find that thing for you, whatever it is. It can literally be coloring in a coloring book. That is totally fine. That's totally awesome. I do the same. Um, So, yeah, find those ways to find joy outside of work as well, because the more joyful you are in general, the more places you can find joy. It's going to make your work day easier to get through. Yeah, so if you know of anything that we didn't mention or if you found a new hobby, like I said before, or how you're updating your workspace, let us know in the comments. Reach out to us on social media. Um, use the hashtag boss so hard. We're really looking for ways to kind of make, I feel like, I'm not going to say fully a year or two, but at least six months of this is going to be kind of very similar to the previous times. We may feel a little bit better because we will be vaccinated, 
knocking on wood. I'm putting it out there that I'm going to be vaccinated in the next two weeks, at least my first shot. So <laughs> I'm like, by my birthday. I, I know want, you're the only I one shot in my arm. <laughs> I'm like, it's because you're so healthy. <laughs> like that's, that's really what it is. Every other person I know is either a teacher or they have a pre-existing condition. You're the only person that I know that is not, doesn't fall into those two categories. Oh my word. Uh, or they're older, like, but like I'm you, you the next time I start going back to conferences and teaching at colleges, I'm going to be like, y'all need to give me some kind of documentation. So the next time I have to prove that I'm like worthy to be vaccinated, I want this on paper because I do teach at colleges. I am a teacher, not in that sense. But no, I'm I'm like, as long as I'm being smart and I feel like I'm a little bit more inside than most of the people I know. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm doing my part and I'm sitting aside and I'm waiting patiently for our, our, the person who runs the state government to be less bad and and accept the fact that everyone around us because every state that touches florida pretty much is now going to be open to everyone by the end of next week so i am hoping that that peer pressure comes in maybe there's like a text chain between him and governor abbott where they're cussing each other out right now and he's like you guys caved and governor abbott is like you should too do you see Miami? <laughs> like that's that's kind of where I'm hoping. That's probably not a real thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think other than that, you know, you guys, it, it, it the next six months are going to be kind of still the same. I think it, it might be a little bit easier in terms of being vaccinated and kind of loosening up a little bit, like coming hug a baby, but um, and not really close because again, I can still carry it. So I'm just gonna be like, well, baby, I love you, and then put it back real quick. I still wear masks. I'm not gonna stop wearing. I just bought new masks the other day, so. Um, yeah, I think this this list of things can maybe help you get through the next couple of months if you are still kind of tightly into it. And hopefully by fall and especially by winter more so, uh, we can start to see some of this turnaround oh, things opening up and hopefully yes. people are going to embrace the Fauci ouchie. So. Because yeah. I'm ready to hug people. Not now, but I mean like when it's safe. <laughs> when it's safe. Yeah, I'm definitely. In fall, hopefully I'll be hug, giving hugs. Hug, a, hug some people. Hug, a, hug some folks. I'm not a big hugger, but if they'll hug me, I'm going to be mad about it. I'm so excited to hug you. You oh have no God. idea. I won't be mad about it, but I'll. I'm going to be like, I'm going to like, you know, do like a woosa moment beforehand and be like, calm down, like relax, and then I'll hug you. So I'm not overwhelming, but yes, I'm very excited to hug people. And I like, if anybody knows me, I'm the type of person, like if you meet me, if I get a vibe from you that you're comfortable, like I'll hug you as a greeting. Hello for the first time I ever meet you. Like I'm just a hugger that way. So yeah, it's very strange to like not hug people, but John and I hug multiple times a day. And yeah, we're very corny that way. Like he'll be making dinner and he'll be like, can I have a hug? And then I'll just go over and we'll just like hold each other for three minutes. So you guys are so gross. This is like, <laughs> we're done. This podcast makes me nauseous. I gotta go. I need to go eat some food. Uh, all right. Hit us up on Instagram and all the other places, but especially Instagram at Heart Hustle Podcast. Use the hashtag boss so hard. Let us know what you're up to. Definitely let us know how you're bringing joy into your career and the rest of your life. And we will see you next week. Bye.